What's going on, everybody? And thank you for joining me on the Wyman Podcast. How are you? Are listening? Um, whether it's on the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on, um, Spotify, also available on Google Play, Pocket Cast, Radio Cast, Breaker, all that good stuff. Um, a lot of different outlets. You're able to take my content in, and I do appreciate all listens and the likes and the shares and all that stuff that you guys do for me um today we're going to continue our nfl schedule preview series this officially halfway through for um fourth division um we're gonna go we were going by least interesting the most interesting in my opinion so we've already done the afc east the afc south and last week we did the nfc north so this week we'll be doing the NFC West, which is pretty interesting. You know, it's you know it's at the halfway mark. It's not really intriguing, um, but it's it's definitely got some big names, some definitely some stuff you want to watch. Um, and just like we always do, we're gonna start at the bottom. So last year, Arizona Cardinals, worst team in the league, last year um, went three and thirteen. I had a I had a really bad year, Josh Rosen's rookie year. They will do um you know, they got a new head coach, they fired the the former head coach, Steve Wilkes, one year, one and done, see you later. Josh Rosen, the quarterback, one year, one and done, see you later. He's traded to the Dolphins. Steve Wilkes is now a defensive coordinator. Um Man, I wanna say it's for the Browns. I actually don't. I actually forget what team he was signed with, but I think I'm pretty sure he went with the Browns. Um, Steve Wilkes. He still got a defensive, uh, defensive coaching job with them, so he still landed on his feet. He's still, um, you know, he's not completely out of work. Um, and they do replace him with Cliff Kingsbury, the the young, famous. Um, you know, offensive guru, the new Sean McVay, even though Sean McVay's only been here for about an hour. Um, now this guy is supposed to be the new Sean McVay, coming out of Texas Tech. Um, big offensive mind, obviously had uh, Pat Mahomes under him while he was at Texas Tech. Um, he had a terrible record at Texas Tech. He finished under 500. I think it was like 23 and 38 or something, something like that. But he finished under 500. But, um, you know, it, it also has a lot to do with the talent, you know, Texas Tech could get. You can only get so much talent at Texas Tech, um, you know, so you can't really blame him for that. But to give this guy a head coaching job, I would like to see him get, like, an offensive coordinator job first, maybe. Um, you know, do something. Because at least Sean McVay was offensive coordinator. I, I know he was with the Redskins for at least three, three or four years. Um, you know, before he actually got his job. So just to take a guy like Cliff Kingsbury straight from Texas Tech, who wasn't really successful at all, um, right into an NFL head coaching job is going to be very challenging, especially when he's taken over the worst team in the league last year, which, you know, some people say, well, you can't do much worse. You know, they only won 3-13 and last year. So, um, you know, I guess you can't do much worse. But, you know, you got to you gotta definitely at least do a little better. Um and I don't think they do a lot better because, you know, 
they drafted, you know, obviously, like I said, they got rid of Josh Rosen. So the first overall pick, they took Kyler Murray, uh, quarterback from Oklahoma, which does, you know, he's supposed to fit in Kingsbury's system really good. And that's why Kingsbury wanted him. Um, you know, he's pretty much the the opposite of what Josh Rosen does. Josh, Josh Rosen is more of a, you know, stand in the pocket and just, you know, accurate and sling the ball around and, you know, uh, five-step drop, seven-step drop kind of guy. But Kyler, um, Kyler obviously makes plays with his feet. He's still very accurate. Um, but, you know, you also open a lot of doors with the read option and, uh, you know, the, the bootlegs and the rollouts and all that stuff you could do with, um, you know, they could do um, a lot of different stuff for Kyler, obviously, and that's what, that's what uh, Cliff Kingsbury wants to do. Um, they do lose their number one cornerback, Patrick Peterson. I think we talked about this about a week ago. Um, he got six, six game suspension, so he will be out for the first six games. Um, they did draft a cornerback, Byron Murphy. He was, he was one of the top, you know, three or four cornerbacks, um, you know, according to all the draft experts. So he's not a bad pick in the second round. I don't think he's ready to be a number one guy now. Now, if you if you want to put him on the other side, and you know, when Patrick Peterson comes back, then you might have a nice little tandem there. But um, you know, just the the rookie quarterbacks, you know, with the rookie head coach, with the tough division. You know, with not really a lot of weapons. I mean, Fitzgerald is really aging. They have David Johnson still at running back, um, which will be interesting how they use him with Kyler Murray. If they do a lot of read option or if they spread him out, you know, that air raid offense. Um, it'll be very interesting because David Johnson could catch the ball out of the backfield too, so they could definitely, um, they're definitely going to use him a lot, I think, as long as he stays healthy. But, um,. You know, I don't see the Cardinals improving much. I got them going four and twelve this year. Um, you know, there are there are some iffy games. Like I have them losing at the Giants. You know, they could beat the Giants there. I have them losing at Cincinnati. Um, they could beat Cincinnati there. Those are two bad teams. Um, you know, but then they got Pittsburgh. They got Cleveland. They got to obviously play the Rams in Seattle twice. Um, you know, they got to play at Baltimore. I mean, it's just a really, um, you know, they do have a really tough schedule for a, for a low-bottom team. It's just because of, you know, how you do the schedule. they got to play the AFC North. So the AFC North is always tough with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Now, yeah, Cleveland to the mix. And then, you know, like I said, with their division, they got to play the 49ers, who are good. Um, you know, going to be good again. And Seattle, who's always good. And the Rams, who are going to be good again off their Super Bowl trip last year so. I don't. I don't really like. Um, I don't really like them to do much better. I'm not saying it's terrible. They just have a really tough schedule. Um, you know, especially for a rookie quarterback who's who. I don't really know what he's going to be in the NFL. Um, you know, especially for an, a rookie head coach who wasn't successful at college. So I don't know. You know, usually if you're not good in college, you don't usually go up to the NFL and succeed. You know, you you find you see people hard. You know, Nick Saban is. It you know can't succeed in the NFL. You know, a lot of people that do well in college, that do really good in college, can't succeed in the NFL. So I don't know how this guy's going to do good in the NFL when he wasn't even, you know, above 500 in college. Um, but we'll see. But for right now, I'm not sold on it. Um, I got them going 4-12 and 12 and finishing last again. Um, on to the 49ers, who did finish 4-12 and 12 last year. Um, now, the 49ers did, had a, you know, pretty pretty good draft. 
I thought they got uh, Nick Bosa second overall. I think it was second overall. Yeah, second overall because the Jets went third. Yeah, so Nick Bosa second overall. They signed Tevin Coleman, um, you know, which is a nice little running back in case McKinnon. You know, they got Jarek McKinnon there. He's always iffy. I like Tevin Coleman as a as a nice little backup to come in and get 10, 15 carries because he could play. Uh, he's a big playmaker. You've seen that in Atlanta a lot. Um, when he would come in, if Freeman went down or whatever in Atlanta, he would come in and, um, you know, he could really, you know, shift the game with one snap. I, I really like Tevin Coleman, um, not only as a runner, but out of the backfield. He's really good out of the backfield as well. Um, they also drafted two receivers, Debo Samuel and uh, the kid Hurd out of Baylor. You know, just two more weapons for, for Jimmy G because now Jimmy G's coming back this year. They already had Kyle Shanahan, head coach. And this is Jimmy G's second year on the team after tearing that ACL. Um, listen, he has Debo. He has, uh, you know, they signed Tevin Coleman. They're bringing Kittle back. Kittle's arguably the the best tight end in the league right now, if not, you know, top two or three. You know, you could argue any way you want to put him and Kelsey, um, you know, and Zach Ertz and all them guys. You know, you could shuffle them around however you want. But I think Kittle's at least top three tight end. You got the offensive coach. You got Kyle Shanahan. You know, you have to, this is a big year for Jimmy G, because if he doesn't do it this year, then it's like, you know, what the hell, you know, what do we got here, you know? Um, I just want him to, I hope he stays healthy. I want him to stay healthy. Um, we've seen quarterbacks come back from those injuries. He has to stop running around so much. You know, you got this offense. It's not designed for a running quarterback, um, if you ask me. I think that's why they're trying to give him more weapons so he could feel more comfortable in the pocket. Um, you know, uh, Kittle has a good safety blanket, but I do have them going seven and nine this year. It's a little better than four and twelve, even with a healthy Jimmy G. Um, kind of like the Cardinals, they just got they just got a rough schedule with the AFC North. Um, you know, and then that this division is really hard, really hard. They got to play the Saints. I mean, you know, they got to play the Saints. So I got them losing too because they got to go at New Orleans. They got to go at Baltimore. Um. They got, um, you know, obviously the Rams twice. I have them losing to Pittsburgh. I have them, I actually have them beating Cleveland on Monday night because I'm not really sold on Cleveland on Monday night. And, um, you know, the Niners have that week four bye, and then they get Cleveland at home on a Monday night week five. So I think they'll be well-rested. I think they could beat Cleveland in that uh, situation. But, you know, like I said, you got the Rams twice, Seattle twice, Atlanta at New Orleans, at Baltimore late in the year. That's just a tough schedule. Um, even they've got to play Carolina, uh, who's going to be always tough. So I, I can go in seven and nine. I mean, they'll be better than last year. It might they might start hitting panic buttons if they do go seven and nine. Um, between Shanahan and the Jimmy G thing, you know, people might just say, you know, hey, this thing ain't working. You know, if they go seven and nine again, um, you know, would I be surprised if they go ten and six or nine and seven? Like I said before on these things, the NFL games are so close. You know, most teams lose by, like, less than a touchdown. You know, it's, all these games are usually one-possession games. You don't really see a lot, a ton of blowouts. Um, and that's how the NFL was built. Um, you know, it's built for parity. And, you, you know, you see that every year. So I think um, I think they'll be a little better. Like I said, 7-9. I just don't think they should sail ship and... Um, you know, hit the panic button. I don't think John Lynch is that kind of guy, the GM, you know. 
I don't think he's really that kind of um, that kind of guy. I think he'll give this thing, you know, he'll let it fully play out. You know, everybody, because I think Jimmy G has, um, after this year, I think he'll have two more years. Cause I think, I'm pretty sure he signed, like, a four-year contract with them. So I don't think they're going to start, like, talking about trading Jimmy G and, uh, you know, firing Shanahan. Even if they go 7-9 or 8-8, eight and eight, I, think they'll, I think they'll give it at least one more year after this. Um, on to the third best team last year in the NFC West is Seattle Seahawks coming off a 10-6 and six year. Um, lost that wild card game against Dallas. Um, Seahawks, they have a lot of prime time games and they have, uh, they have the bye week and week 11. Okay, so week 10 is a Monday night game at San Fran. Then the bye week. Then week 12, they go at Philly. Sunday night game. Week 13, um, they're home against Minnesota. I have them winning that one. Monday night game. And then week 14, at the Rams. I have them losing. I have them losing three of those four games. At San Fran, at Philly. Home against, uh, you know, home against Minnesota, they'll win. And then at the Rams. They have four primetime games four weeks in a row. Now, I do have a bye week in the kind of in the middle of it. But week 10, 12, 13, 14, Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night. And then, of course, their Thursday night game, um, week 5. So they have um, they have a lot of uh, primetime games, man, right in the thick of things, right at the end of the year there. You're going to be seeing Seattle a lot. Um, and I think that's going to break them. I have them losing, like I said, three of those four primetime games. And ultimately, that's going to cost them their season, I think. So I got them finishing 7-9 and nine, as well as the 49ers. I just don't see it. They lost Doug Baldwin. Um, they have, of course, they have the great Bobby Wagner on defense. Um, of course, they have the great Russell Wilson. They were able to keep him. They have Pete Carroll, head coach. But it's just I don't know how long this could last when you have really no weapons. They drafted the kid uh, DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. But, um, you know, like I said, he's a rookie. Um, I don't really expect him to be like, you know, a, a 1,200 yard receiver who scores 10 touchdowns and if he is that's great and if he is you know wonderful um but i just i just don't know how long russ can keep doing this 10 and 6 last year was so over so overachieving and so um you know over their heads i think they're going to pull back a little bit this year and then they're going to go seven and nine they're not going to be terrible team they're going to be in all these games you know you know could i see them beating philly sure i could see them going to philly and winning I could see him beating the Rams, you know, in L.A. on a Sunday night. But just on paper right now, I don't see him doing it. And I got them going, uh, I got them going 7-9. and nine. And last but not least, the defending NFC Conference champions, the Los Angeles Rams, who went 13-3 and three last year, um, made it to the Super Bowl and got beat by the wonderful, the glorious, Reigning NFL dynasty still for about 20 years now, and then New England Patriots. And um, the Rams got a first place schedule this year, and it shows. And uh, this is a bad year to get it because, man, they lost um, Ndamukong Sue. They, they signed Clay Matthews, but they're two different types of players. Okay. Um, you know, they're getting, they're going to get their slot guy, Cooper Cup, back, and Jared Goff loves Cooper Cup. So now I have like that three-headed monster almost with Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods all together. 
which Jared Goff and Sean McVay are going to love to use. Um, the biggest question going into this season is, one, have have teams figured it out? After watching that performance in the Super Bowl, scoring three points on a Bill Belichick defense, has the teams and has the NFL caught up to the Sean McVay system, the Sean McVay uh, you know, playbook and plays? And if they did, they're going to be in trouble because that's what the Rams really rely on. They don't really rely on defense. Even though they have the players, they have um, you know, Tlaib and Peters. And uh, they did lose LaMarcus Joyner, the, the good safety. But um, they still have Aaron Donald, of course. You know, They signed Clay Matthews. They have the big names. They just don't. They even have Wade Phillips as defensive coordinator. But they just weren't. There was so many times last year that they just weren't good. Now, they played good in the Super Bowl. They only gave up 13 points to Brady and McDaniels. Um, and them in New England, you know, they they contained them for sure. But um, you know, you you gotta you gotta have offense in this league. You gotta have some kind of um, you know different changes, different game plan. You trot out there and do the same thing, you know, week after week, year after year. Eventually, you know, this league catches up. This league catches up, people talk, people, you know, watch film and film. That's all they do is watch film. That's all they do. So, and you saw that in the Super Bowl where the Rams just didn't know which way to turn because, you know, Bill Belichick had them figured out. He knew what they were going to do. He knew what they liked to do. Um, you know, and that's that's a real big thing with these systems is, yeah, it's great to have a, a, you know, a new young head coach come out and you know have this new system with a young quarterback and oh look at these all these points we're scoring blah 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 but then after a while you gotta you know you gotta keep evolving you gotta keep changing it because you know these guys catch up real quick that's the first question now, the second question is how healthy is Todd Gurley now obviously that whole playoff run towards the end of the year last year he was not healthy you've seen him sign CJ Anderson you've seen him really do nothing in the uh you know NFC title game you seen him really do nothing in the the Super Bowl. Um, he has to be healthy. If he's not healthy, that messes up their whole offense, their whole um, scheme, basically. Um, you know, because when they could use Gurley, and then they could use that play action stuff, and then hit Cup over the middle or hit Cooks deep, um, you know, in a deep pattern. That that's what really changes the game. But if you take away Gurley, if you don't have that solid running game, then the play action is not as effective. Um, you know, and you, you see what happens. Like the Super Bowl, you see what happens. They can't move the ball. Now, they did draft a running back in the third round, the Henderson. Um, he was seemed pretty good. He seemed, I think, he came out of Memphis. He seems kind of, um, you know, kind of like a late round flyer. Like you know, he could be good. He couldn't be good. You know, it kind of depends on where he lands. You know, what team he lands with. So probably with the Rams, I'm gonna assume he's gonna be good. I'm going to assume he's just Gurley's backup because they did lose C.J. Anderson. Um, you know, so he's obviously not there anymore to back up Gurley. Um, but all that being said, I still have the Rams winning their division, <laughs> even though they only go 9-7. and seven. Like I said, I think Seattle pulls back. I think the Niners get better, but not like, you know, not 10 games better. I think they'll be 7-9 and nine too. And I think the Rams win their division again, 9-7. and seven. Um, You know, I'm not going to come out here and say, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and look at a team's schedule and realistically put them as 12-4 and four or 14-2. and two. Now, if the Rams go 13-3 and three again next year, I'm not going to be surprised. Or 11-5. and five. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised. 
but it's hard to come out and just say here, you know, oh, this team's not going to lose. This team. Because, you know, it's so hard. Even last year with the Rams, you can, nobody predicted they were going to win 13 games. Like, it's just so hard to do in the NFL. It's so hard. So I think 9-7 is still a good year. I think they'll make the playoffs, and then we'll see how how far they go. Now, if Gurley comes back fully healthy and Cooper, come, Cooper Cup comes back fully healthy and Aaron Donald's doing his thing on defense, then sure, yeah, they could win 11 or 12 games again, sure. Well, you know, why not? But the whole, the biggest, you know, the question marks, not only with the offensive schemes, you know, have the teams caught up, but have the, um, you know, how healthy is Todd Gurley? And like I said, that's a huge, huge question mark. So I'm not totally committed on going in, you know, saying this team's going to win 11 and 12 or 12 games when I don't know the status of, you know, their their best offensive player. Um, but other than that, Guys, I appreciate it. Appreciate the listens. Um, give me a follow on Twitter at Wyman Podcast One or on Instagram at Wyman Podcast. Um, we are officially halfway through. Got four more divisions left, so four more Fridays, four more football Fridays to get through, and then uh, hopefully by then we'll be hitting July. Um, you know, we'll be getting ready for some for some real uh, real news and real real topics and notes, and hopefully no injuries, but. You know, that stuff does happen in football. But um, other than that, um, I will be back here either tonight. It's Friday, so either tonight or tomorrow I'm going to do my NXT TakeOver 25 preview. Picks, predictions, all that good stuff. So if you guys um, are interested in that, go ahead and give that a listen as well. Um, And until that, talk to you guys next time. Thank you.